Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Wasted Webspace podcast. So this is 100, episode 106, isn't it? Episode 106. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. Thought I'd try and do something different, Fisher. Yeah. So it's 106 episodes and 106 <laughs> times that we've cocked up the introduction. <laughs> well done, Jimbo. Anyway, uh, hello everyone. Uh, yeah, welcome to another episode. We'll try and get around to this doing doing this every two weeks or so. And uh, we do it live, which is good as well. Um, initially, uh, hello everyone who's watching live online. Um, we do normally have a few it bumps and stuff a bit at the start and then it kind of picks up and is all right to work as, as it as it kind of goes along that's that's the broadcast quality not not man and fisher's jokes which sort of follow a similar pattern don't they fisher to be fair um but hello to everyone who's not listening live and is listening in traditional podcast form um so there you go how's it going fisher all right very good thank you uh jimbo how about yourself yes good thank you uh <laughs> Have we got a song or have we got some Butterfingers, yeah. Countdown uh, timer. Yes, uh, so we've got a song. We need to do his episode title. Have you noticed uh, already, it's only November, but there's a lot of Christmas lights, Christmas trees, and all the festivities already seem to be uh, starting, don't they, Fisher? They do. I was in, where was I not too long? I was in Cafe Nero. Mm. Um, probably, no, this week, probably the weekend before, actually. It was Remembering Sunday I was in Cafe Nero. Is that where people that go been... and uh, is that where people go and burn CDs? Uh, it is not, um, but yes, that's, that's remember, geek... yeah near around the that, CD. That's burn, a geek's joke. A... It's a geek's joke. That's, yeah, it's very niche as well, isn't it? I'm, yeah. I'm going back sort of fifteen years. Mm. Um, Scribble that one um, out. Yeah, that's probably. probably we'll edit that out. Got... Obviously, yeah. not of the live version. <laughs> we won't really. We don't do that, do we? We don't. We're not, we're, we're... No, we don't. No, we don't bother editing things out. Yeah, if if the jokes that we leave in are the ones that are viewed as acceptable and just think how bad the ones that we edited out would have yeah. been. So, yeah, everything gets kept in. But you were at Cafe Nero. Oh, at Cafe Nero, on Remembrance Sunday, so it would have been, it was Thursday, Remembrance Day, wasn't it, 11? So it would have been Sunday the 14th, I think, of November. Got a Christmas tree up already. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean but at the same time, I do sometimes think the amount of money that people spend on Christmas decorations, I mean, it's a lot of money to spend for something that literally lasts you, you get your Christmas decorations out maybe for a month, probably a bit less. I mean, if you're if you me, probably like three days of the year. Um, you know, trail up on Christmas Eve, down on Boxing Day. Um, but yeah, and you see some people nowadays putting them up early and think, well, actually, it probably is good sense trying to make use of the stuff that they've got. Mm-hmm. What are you like in terms of getting a tree up? When, when do you put yours up, Jimbo? Uh, not until it's definitely at least December. That is, it's got to oh, be the rule. Yeah. It's got to be the rule. It's got to be at least December. I would say a week into December, around the 5th yeah. or 6th, you know. Yeah, we wouldn't. We would. I don't think we would ever put our tree up in November. I, I um, love how you say November. No, you always say November. It's your thing. Yeah, that. You've, has, you've anyone else, has anyone else ever pointed that out other than me? Only when I've been listening to podcasts with someone else, and they've said, "Oh yeah, you do say that." Don't <laughs> and they can say it again. Yeah, you, you do. You do group listening, do you? Is it? Uh, is well, it like a special class you go to? They're like part no, of therapy. Tends, tends to be just for me and Vicky when we're in the car somewhere. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> it's a long, long journey. Anyway, shall we get on with your song? So yeah, on, I'm putting the foot down and saying it's too early. It's November still, or November. Um, it's not time for Christmas. So I've wrote a, it's not Christmas yet, Christmas song. You ready? Go on then, let's listen to it. It's a long one as well, by the way. It's not Christmas time. There's no need to put up your tree. It's not Christmas time It's still November It's too early 
And in these times of COVID, there's no need to trim up yet. Put that mince pie down, it's not Christmas time. Don't sing Mariah. And don't sing the other ones. It's not Christmas time. It's not. There's still a month to go. Stop hanging lights up in your window. There's still 8.3% of the year. It's too early for Christmas jumpers and the stupid elf ears. And for every Christmas stocking that you hang before the 1st of December, a reindeer will die because of you. Take off your Santa hat cause it's not Christmas time. Put down that festive glass of mulled wine Oh, the Christmas police will know If you're kissing under mistletoe Do you know it's not not Christmas time just yet? Here's to you for not watching Christmas movies. Here's to you for not wearing reindeer antlers. Do you know it's not Christmas time just yet? Take your tree down Let them know it's not Christmas time yet Take your tree down Let them know it's not Christmas time yet Take your tree down Let them know it's not Christmas time yet There you go uh, the uh, Christmas single. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the end of today's episode, anyway. I think we've got to about an hour and a half, haven't we, Jimbo? Time for uh, breaking news. So I'll start. Uh, yeah, I watched Home Alone 1 and 2 with Ada the other day. <laughs> Actually, oh, did. you got to make a start early, haven't you? Get through all, all these films. Um, you could barely see it because your Christmas tree was in the way. Is that, is that right? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. I, so I, I, you know, obviously people can do what they want. Celebrate Christmas when you want. I just thought uh, that could be a good song for today's episode, seeing as we're we're on the borders of putting up trees and stuff like that, aren't we? So there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was thinking that song deserves a music video. It's that good. I think it could be a music video in that. Got to release it pretty quickly though, because uh, obviously this what? time next week, it you know we'll be pretty much there, won't we? Or more acceptable. You're kind of asking me to get involved in recording one with you. Is that what you sort of say? Possibly, Fisher. Possibly. I was, I was, I was expecting he might have done a little bit more kind of voice acting when it came to certain people's no. bits of the song. I was, you know, for that bit where Boy George was singing. Could he not have done like a really strange croaky voice? <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, yeah, I, it won't going to happen. 
Didn't Boy George once tie something to a radiator? Could have like made some clanking or something like that. Uh, I, 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 time to no, I think he tied to a bed, didn't he? All oh, right. I, I don't know. I wasn't the person involved, um, <laughs> despite the rumours. I think yeah. Didn't he end up with community service in New York because he tied someone to his bed and left him there? Something strange, weren't it? But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, apparently he's not been let back into bed since. Bed since. So. <laughs> um. The yeah. So the only other thing, breaking news. Oh, a couple of things, I suppose. Uh, over one thousand uh, Twitter followers, Fisher, uh, Instagram followers. Sorry, Fisher. On what the, for the uh, waste of website? Uh, Instagram account? No, on the Alien Audio, um, beer, oh. beer, my beer account. Um, Benito Carbone was back on the old likes again, liking the, uh, the the posts. He's a big fan, Benito Carbone. And uh, I won 280 quid on football last weekend in various different bets. It just seemed ridiculous, ridiculously easy to, to win money last weekend. Like, because England scored so many goals. You, yeah, you, you know, like, I, I had two bets on Maguire to score in di- in the different games, and he did. Uh, I didn't have a bet on him doing his stupid celebration, but uh, I'd won a bit more if I'd got that, I'd done that. Sorry, Jim, but I didn't quite hear that. <laughs> yeah, it worked very well for the audio listeners there. But yeah. I did the Harry Maguire style celebration to Jimbo. It was a bit embarrassing, weren't it? Because um, obviously, yeah. you know, and then and then he went back to Man United and uh, they lost four one to Watford and Solskjaer got sacked and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but Man, Man United, Man United must have learned from that, and you know, must you know, like, I'm sure they're not going to be. Uh, you know, giving the net, giving the job to you know former players in future. Um, who's got the job at the minute? Michael Carrick. Oh right, okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, yeah. So but apparently, apparently he's a temporary manager. He's caretaker manager. Okay. Um, Does that mean he has to go and like lock all the doors and shut the windows? Yeah. And, like, does he live in a house? Does he live in a house next door and stuff? Yeah, I sweep the car park after everyone's got home and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and make sure the gym's sort of locked and unlocked at the right time. Uh, but he's caretaker manager. Apparently, they're trying to get an interim. After a caretaker manager, you want an interim manager until the end of the season, and yeah. then they're keen to appoint someone from the end of the season onwards when they've got a bit more time. So that doesn't sound uh, doesn't sound very smart, really. I mean, obviously, you're talking about being a master tactician, aren't you, Jimbo? And obviously, very good in terms of football and winning money. So just check how we're doing in the fantasy football league. <laughs> you know what? Just I didn't. I, I didn't actually look how we finished in the end. I think it was. It was a. It was a closer one this week than what it has been. Whether so I actually cl- managed to edge you two, I don't know. It uh, was closer. I mean, I think it was one of the few weeks where you've actually scored above average points oh. um, because you scored the average points was fifty-seven. And you scored fifty-eight points. So well nailed done. it, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, a slight problem is I scored sixty-one, so I beat you again. Um, I've asked only won one week. Uh, you've won one week. Yeah, I've won. I've won ten, drawn one, and lost one. And obviously, you've done the, the reverse of that. Is there any coming back so. from this? Oh yeah, I mean, I need to get eighteen wins to be guaranteed victory. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm over halfway there. Um, in yeah, in twelve <laughs> games, so two thirds of the season to go. So it's it's not looking promising for you at the moment, no. I would say, Jimba. Anyway. Go on, Fisher. Breaking news from really you. I've not really got much. My moustache is still... Um, it's slightly smaller than last week, actually, isn't it? Because I've handlebarred for the last mm-hmm. episode. However, I had a slight problem that I didn't particularly want to walk around with a handlebar moustache for the rest of the rest of November. So I shaved the handlebars off and I've left it... Um, I've kind of still got a little bit kind of pointing around the corner, so to speak. So there's a little bit of um, a little bit of depth to the moustache. What do you think? Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? I think I think what I'm basically saying here is that um, I was supporting Giuseppe in the Great British Bake Off final. <laughs> Did you watch it? No, 
No, okay. He had a, he had a moustache. His, his facial hair isn't too dissimilar to mine. Right, okay. Oh. Um, Have you do- donated to Movember yet? No, of course I haven't. <laughs> you're ra- I do that? I'm, you're I'm... raising awareness, clearly. I'm raising awareness. But if you yeah. are going to donate to Movember, I suggest doing it through Movember. Oh, Be- oh, because you, every quid you donate, you could win something. You could win some beer. Of so. course, and as we say, there's no point in donating charity if unless there's a chance that you might get something out at the yeah. uh, end of it. I mean, yeah, so get that done. Um, Actually, it, I, I, had a, I had a moral dilemma yesterday. I was tempted to use this as uh, show and tell. Um, I had, I found a £20 note on the floor. Um, what do you think I did with it? Um, was it in your bedroom or... Was uh, it? No, it, no. It was out in public. Was it in a exotic bar? No, I found I found it in a lap dancer's knickers, Jim. <laughs> uh, no, I found it outside a car garage. Oh, oh! If it's outside uh, a car and, garage, and, and by that, and by that, I mean a place where they repair cars and stuff. Oh, they're loaded, and they dodge tax. So, <laughs> not all of them. Not all of them. I just took it. Yeah. Now, what did you do? I'm guessing you handed um, it in. Uh, I. Well, I was walking past, so I picked it up, and I was I was basically going past this place, and then walking back in the other direction. I knew a couple of minutes later, and I was on the phone at the time, so it wasn't really the best time to sort of think about what I should do. Um, so I was tempted. Yeah. To sort of... Was it the secret banker? There's, you've got there's twenty quid there on the floor, <laughs> but I will offer you. <laughs> I'll offer you seven pound fifty for it. Um, talking about that, by the way, did you know that? Um, Naughty boy on, I'm just like we get me out of the other ones contestant on deal or no deal. Was he? Yeah. All right, okay. Um, uh, I think it was 44 grand as well, apparently. Did a, did a great job. Um, but anyway, so I, I what I definitely wasn't going to do is keep it for myself. If I'd have kept it, what I'd have done is just donated it to charity, irrespective of the fact that I wouldn't have got anything back. It wouldn't be my money anyway, would it? So, you know. Um, but I, I handed it in for the garage, and they yeah. said, oh, actually that customer over there is looking for it. He thought it dropped 20 pounds and it was, you could see him like looking in his car or whatever. So I gave it back to him and said, thank you very much. And that's, uh, that's a bit of good karma that I've earned. Yeah. See, I, I had this dilemma once cause I found a 20 pound note on the floor uh, and I was there looking at this 20 pound note and I thought, what am I going to do? Shall I hand it in or should I just keep it? So I thought I'll toss for it. So I threw it in the air, blew off, never saw it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> only works for coins that. Um, yeah. So should we, should we move on and get us drinks on first day? Yes, well, not so I think. Jamestown for me, the uh, Sunday Christian name, all that. Yeah. James. Naps. Yeah. Thornbridge, is it? Thornbridge, yeah. New England IPA, 5.9%. Uh, one of my favourites, actually. I always tend to have a couple of these in the old uh, pub shed in stock. Need to come for a drink soon, Fisher. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll organise that soon. Yeah, Christmas drink. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What are you on? Uh, I've I've got some more Isle of Wight beer made by Yates's Brewery. I'm assuming this is a pun. I don't know if the, the gentleman who's a brewer is maybe a Pink Floyd fan. All right. Um, because, well, do you want to guess what this is maybe called then? Uh, I think of Pink Floyd's most famous album. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not very good with. I, I'm not a massive Pink Floyd fan myself. I can. I can think of some of the songs, uh, but okay. I, I can't remember the name of the now. Okay, well, their most famous album is called Dark Side of the Moon, and this beer is called Dark Side of the White. Ah. So I'm assuming it's some kind of pun on that. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I'm mm-hmm. sort of, again, I'm also assuming it's actually quite a dark beer, which it says it is. It says it's a, a very dark, ruby, full-bodied strong ale, hopped with Northern Town, North Down and Cascade hops. Um, 
It's easy to drink, apparently. There's a smooth, malt, milk, chocolatey, creamy, unique aftertaste. Uh, it's food pairing, again, steak casserole with dumplings or rich chocolate puddings. So, you know, anything, basically. Sounds good. Uh, and I'll have a taste of it and I'll let you know what I think. Good. And, uh, yeah, it's your show and tell this week. I'm excited for uh, this because it's, it's the fir- is it the first time something's appeared more than once in show and tell? Uh, I think it is, yeah. So I'm just going to pour my drink, so I'm just going to fill in a bit of time for a moment. So, yeah, the first time we've had something that's appeared twice, and it is this again. Judge John's gone in touch, by the way. Give him a wave. Hi, right. right, John. Hi, John. Uh, uh, so it's a pointless board game. Yeah. Um, that has been mentioned on the on the podcast in the past because we have applied to appear on Pointless together as a duo. Now we still haven't officially heard anything back. Uh, ju- just just on just on that, Judge John applied for the chase as well, and really? I think in his younger years he was on twenty to one, or was it twenty to one? <laughs> I think he was. I think he was on the slightly easier version, which is called fifteen to one. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. It was on a game a game show that was. I'm sure he was on something like. He'll, I'm sure if he if he's still listening, he'll, he'll let us know which one it was. Uh, yeah. But yeah, go on then. So pointless. We we never we've not heard back from pointless yet. Uh, well, we haven't, but uh, we are one step closer. Oh. And it is because, well, one of two things. One, I recently saw Alexander Armstrong, or I recently saw Richard Osman. Okay. So which one of those is true? Right, should I just guess now? Uh, well, no, I'll give you a bit more, <laughs> a bit more detail <laughs> yeah. on it. Like so, you want. Uh, Rich, let's start with uh, Alexander Armstrong then. He's the, uh, he's the, pre- the presenter and uh, mm-hmm. the main man, the main man who runs a sort of show. Um, yeah. Well, I think Richard Osman probably does most of it in the background, but he's kind of like, when it comes to the presenting, he's like the one who's the facts and figures man into and all that, the statistician. Yeah. And, and then you've got Alexander Armstrong asking the question. So, yeah, he uh, he's the also the voiceover artist in Dougie. For, he's the narrator mm. in Dougie. Um, he is, yeah. I, I know that. I've been watched, uh, I've been looked after my... Uh, Two-year-old twin nephew, yeah. which involved watching quite a bit of Hey Doggy. And just, just say we, we can't, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, you know, here to do an important speech tonight or anything like that. So we can talk about, you know, children's TV programs at will if we want to, can't we? Um, we can. But Dougie, big fan of Dougie. It's one of the better ones, I think. Um, uh, Fifteen to yeah. one. It got past the first round. He says, Judge John, uh, got to last six uh, in the in the days of William G. Stewart. Well, I was going to say William G. Stewart. Yeah. When he said he got past the first round, does that mean he got into the final fourteen? I, 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 don't, I can't remember the format of the show. Yeah. So, yeah. Got, well, to, the last, well done, got to the last six. He got to, mm-hmm. he says. So, yeah, there you go. Well done, John. Um, yeah, so Alexander Armstrong, where did you see... If, if it's Alexander Armstrong you saw, where did you see him? What was you doing? I saw him in Oxford when I went recently. Was you, um, do, was you What was you doing? Oh, was it when you was... Uh, you was when You were staying at the prison. You was in prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was in prison as well. He was on G-Wing. Right, um, okay. No, it was in his... Uh, but yeah, I just saw him out and about in Oxford, and I thought it was quite interesting to see him in Oxford um, because obviously I wondered why he was there. But then I remembered he went to university in Oxford, so okay. that would be why he still have connections to Oxford. Although I've um, been there for a, the uh, graduations and stuff. Could have been, but then I had a quick look afterwards, and uh, yeah, I went to Cambridge, so oh, you know, okay. I blew that theory out of the water. Yeah. Um, so was he was he dressed in his usual suit attire, or was he kind of dressed a bit more dressed down? It was it was dressed very smart. Hmm. I didn't. I, well, I don't know. I don't know if he had any trousers on because I only saw his top half. Right. Okay. Uh, he was in a car. Oh, right. Fair enough. Okay. Nice um, car. Uh, it was. Was he driving? Uh, he wasn't driving. He was. 
it was passengering, uh, and it was a it's like a Land Rover four wheel drive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was actually a Land Rover, but it was a yeah big big yeah four before celebrities car, the kind of thing that you think would be perfectly fine if you wanted to you know try and run over Bradley Walsh, for example, if he was getting a bit tacky with the competition between pointless and the choice. So you basically you saw him driving past. Uh, well, not well. No, not quite. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been definite. It was definitely him. So you still, you, uh, so you're instead, not, you're not hundred percent sure it's him, or you, you no, it was him. It was him. Okay. So did you, did you see him for more than just this moment in the car? Well, yeah. As it so happened, he actually sort of turned round next to kind of where we were. Okay. So it was doing a manoeuvre, um, and you could see him. So how, how is that going to maybe mean we'll get on pointless soon? Well, I class myself as a friend of his now. <laughs> did I mean, you speak to him? Uh, no, of course I didn't. It was in a car. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so where? Did it, so you just saw him in a car. Where? Where was you going? Uh, we were. We were just. We were just generally walking in Oxford. Um, whenever we tend to go away somewhere, um, because we don't really do much planning in terms of actually knowing where we're going, we tend to just have a bit of a wander around the area. And Oxford's quite a nice place. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did notice when we were in Oxford, I was expecting to be a lot more sort of fields. Because, you know, you look at our map, there's loads of green space. And all of the colleges and stuff have got their own um, sort of, yeah, playing fields and all this kind of thing. Every bit of field seems to be sectioned off and they're building things in it. All right, okay. Just build, Is it a bit more, more, ta- bit more towny than you thought then? Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. They're, but they said the amount of building work they're doing is unbelievable. There's a lot of canals there and stuff as well, isn't there? Um, a little bit. I mean, there's, the, there's a couple of rivers, isn't there? The River Medway, I think. And uh, tre- uh, the Thames. Okay, right. Thompson, I want to move on to the next one then. So Richard Osman then. Yeah. If it's this story, where did you see him? He wasn't in the same car, was he? Yeah, he was driving Alexander Arnold. <laughs> uh, not Alexander Arnold. Uh, yeah, he's a big, he's a big Liverpool fan. Uh, Richard Osman. He, he drives. He, he was driving Trent Alexander Arnold to one of the uh, the games. Uh, it was against Fulham, so he was going as well. Yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't driving Alexander Armstrong. He was. Uh, on the Isle of Wight. Oh, right, okay. So you either saw Alexander Armstrong in Oxford when you were just sort of visiting, or you saw yeah. Richard Ar- uh, Richard Osmond yeah. on... Richard Arnold from <laughs> GM- the, the <laughs> tele-reviewer on GMTV. I saw him as well. Or Richard Osmond on the Isle of Wight. Now, what was he, he doing on the Isle of Wight? You were there on a holiday. What, uh, what was he doing at the time when you saw him? Uh, he was shopping in Waitrose. Oh, very posh. Now, I, I know the idea that I might be in a Waitrose is quite implausible. Um, Is there not any other supermarkets on the Isle of Wight? There are plenty of other supermarkets, most of which I normally go to on the Isle of Wight. They've got a Tesco's, they've got an Asda, they've got a Morrison's. Uh, they've got two Morrison's, actually. Well, we know this because um, every time you go to a brewery to pick up some beer, they send you to the supermarket, don't they? That is a good point, yeah. Um, and I we went to Waitrose because um, when we're on the Isle of Wight, before we, we stayed in a B&B place that we've been to before for a few days. We also stayed with some friends of ours um, who live fairly near to the ferry terminal. So the only supermarket between the ferry terminal and their house was the Waitrose. And we called in there to buy some flowers um, and some beer just as a gift, as a thanks for having us. We'd not actually stayed there at that point, so you know we weren't quite sure what we are getting. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, and when we were in there, Richard Osman was in there doing some, doing some shopping. Hmm. Yeah, John says it is at River Thames and Cherwell in Oxford. River Cherwell, Thames. yes, Cherwell. so Cherwell, not Medwell. Uh, yeah, so uh, so what was uh, so Richard Osmond? Was, what was he buying? 
Um, it was buying copies of his own book. Was um, it? That's why the sales are so big. Yeah, <laughs> I think it goes around the country. Um, I mean, I, I think he wrote that book. You know, he's on the laptop yeah. on Pointless. I think that's what he's doing, just writing in the next chapter of his next it, book. Isn't it's he? not too far, is it? You know, from from the you know the you know the the, the travel the journey across to the Isle of Wight. Is it? It's not a not a massive trip, is it at all? Um, so uh, did, would, does Richard Osman just sort of lay across the across <laughs> and just let people walk across him like a bridge? Because he's a tall guy, isn't he? Yeah, it's a floating bridge there. Was he taller? Um, was he taller than you thought he might be? Um, yeah, it's the first time I've I've, I've, met, I've seen Richard Osman before on stage, and I was struck by how tall he was. And also, he's, he's a bit a bit fat as well. I didn't want to say anything to him, but yeah, he's he's, he's a little bit. Well, we're not getting on pointless well. now, are we? If he sees this no. and he watches um, this back, yeah, sorry, um, he's not going to watch this back, is he? No, um, too busy doing shopping in the White House still. Um, yeah, so it was in in, in his shopping basket it was putting some we were around the um kind of produce area so he was putting some salad into his basket um and it was i'm assuming it was quite early in his shop well so we, we know he eats his, we know he eats his greens don't we so yeah absolutely that's right that's why he's grown so much um so what was he wearing uh, he was wearing um sort of a, a checked shirt a red and black checked shirt that looked fairly it was probably dressed as though he was a bit younger than he was if that made sense because I think he's probably in his 50s, maybe. 50s, really? I think he's a bit younger than that. I think he might be in his 50s. Mm. Could be wrong. Actually, I think, it, I think it might be in his... No, I don't think it was. I think it was someone else's 50th birthday. But I think Richard Osman might be in his early 50s. What time of day was this? Uh, about... Well, st- strangely enough, it was about 5 o'clock. So he was probably doing his shopping before shooting back to watch Pointless. <laughs> and uh, he's just turned 50, right? Like, actually... Oh. He's about to turn 51 this week, or next week, start next week, or the yeah. weekend. Um, but anyway, uh, so he's, so, right, okay, I'm trying to catch you out, you see, and really, really ask for some detail here. Um, mm-hmm. So, what time did you see Alexander Ar- Armstrong? You knew, you knew to call him Alexander Armstrong. Really good, yeah. Um, it was, well, more kind of mid-afternoon, so maybe about three Four o'clock, perhaps. So, just remind me, what were you doing in Waitrose again? You was just you was getting something for I, yourself, or uh, no? We were going to buy some flowers and some beer for the people who were hosting us for a few days. Um, I dare say that we don't go in Waitrose very often. Um, it is a little bit on the expensive side at times. However, it is the only supermarket between the ferry terminal and where we were going to, so it didn't really make much sense to go somewhere else and then. Um, and then go back to their house, effectively. We were going out for, as mm. soon as we kind of got there, we were going out for some drinks and a meal and whatever. All right, I'm ready to try and give an answer then. It's not not an easy one this this time. Um, although I, I think I, I was tempted to say that it, it was going to be the... See, the boring one is the Alexander Alexander Armstrong one because you've just seen him in a car go past. Um, whereas it's a bit more interesting <laughs> seeing, uh, seeing Richard Osman in... Waitrose, and there's quite a bit of detail to that as well. Um, you said you've seen him before too. Describe yeah, him so quite the, well. The first time I saw him was on stage at the recording. I'm sorry, I've got the clue. Did he? He didn't. You didn't go and say hello or anything like that. No, I never do. Pester when, um, and pe- I mean, Yeah, but we had, you had a reason to. You needed to pester him about getting us on um, pointless. I'm always a bit cautious about meeting, trying to say hello to celebrities um, when they're. Busy, just out and about. You don't want to meet your idols and get ruin it, ruin your impression of them if they're a bit 
go away sort yeah. of thing. That's, I mean, what, I've, that's I've what you're been, like with I've, people. I've seen you in as to people. Um, no, nah, no one wants to speak to me. That's, mm. uh, that's a, not unless they think I work there. It does sometimes happen. Yeah. Um, I uh, what was I going to say now? Um, yeah, uh, I met I met Jessica Ennis and I had a photo with her a few years ago, which I think you've seen. If not, I've just ruined a potential <laughs> show and tell. And I, I wouldn't say she wasn't very nice, um, but she made it quite apparent that she didn't really want to speak busy. to me, kind of thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah, she kind of almost as though she thinks that it's, it's weird that because you know I, I you know I was I was quite happy to to let Jess, Jessica <laughs> Ennis have a picture with me. Um, <laughs> Did bother me at all when she asked. Uh, she's quite small, isn't it? Smaller than you think when you meet her. But I, I've, I've Osmond, yeah. seen her before, and uh, she she's a lot smaller than I thought she'd be. Um, I don't know. I think I'm taller than Jessica Ennis. I think possibly, or maybe not. Maybe that's maybe that's rubbish. Anyway, all right. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say, and this is purely down to good good description of uh, when I've asked you questions, you've given me some quite solid answers. Whereas. I don't think I could really ask anything because you only saw Alexander Armstrong very quickly drive past. Really, you didn't really get much. There's nothing else to say about it. So, well, it wasn't quick. He was doing a manoeuvre. Mm. He was mirror, mirror, mirror signalling and manoeuvring. I'm going to go with Richard Osman. And you saw Richard, Richard Osman on the Isle of Wight, and you've been you've been holding that one back, ready for this. Okay, and you will be wrong. Oh, it was the boring one. Alexander Armstrong, that's no way to describe Alexander Armstrong. No, I didn't mean it like um, he's, that, yeah. It's, it's difficult doing the factual parts of the television programme and um, and doing the boring presenting stuff, as you'd know. Um, he, he he pulled up sort of in front of where we were, he, and it, it was sort of like in, in the road, and he sort of like did a three-point turn in the road, but his, his window was wound down fully, and you could, you could tell it was definitely him, because, well, it was him, basically, and it looked like him. And he lives in Oxfordshire, not too far away from the centre of Oxford, by the by the looks of it. And um, he kind of he was looking around. I think he clocked that I'd sort of noticed him and looked at him. I sort of said to Vicky, "Look, it's Alexander Armstrong." <laughs> oh, it's him off that bloody application form that we've been laughing at. Yeah, I, I tried to throw my mobile phone into his thing. Said, "Give me a call on that," but then that <laughs> wouldn't work because he'd have got my mobile phone, so I wouldn't be able to answer it. Would I? So, um, but yeah, I, we did see Alexander Armstrong. Well, I saw him, Vicky didn't, because you weren't quite looking and I didn't quite sort of point him out fast enough, but not, it was not, definitely him. Not much confirmation that it was actually him then, if it was only you that saw him. Definitely him. I did sort of straight away go on to Twitter to try and work out, as he tweeted, that he's doing anything in Oxford and all this sort of stuff, but there was nothing nothing to, to say. So definitely him, definitely looked like him, and he does live in that area as well. well thanks, Matt Fisher. Thank you. Okay. Um, was was that another another recording from Ida? No, it was just uh, an old yes. one. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, um, so, is it time for news? Isn't it? I think so. Yeah. What's been What's been going on? Well, I mean, I think the main thing, isn't it, is uh, oops, the main thing is Boris messing what's up his up speech. He's uh, he's been messing up his speech and stumbling a bit around. You know, basically. Well, we say messing it up, but it, it, it kind of starting to look a little bit more like all of this kind of stuff is actually planned. Well, it's interesting isn't it? because when Tony Blair was Prime Minister, he got John Prescott. Mm. He needed a bit of negative publicity, just oh, a bit of a distraction 
send John Prescott out and get him to do something stupid. Get him to punch someone in the face or drive two cars about 300 yards. And then, oh, it's great. Yeah, what's John Gunn done? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's taken the, taken the attention away from anything else going wrong. But Boris is Prime Minister. Why is he doing it himself? Why get someone else to do it? It's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, I mean, he's like, it's he, just, it just, it just, like, he's obviously full on incompetency that he's, <laughs> he can't get his, so he was just, he was shuffling around the papers all over the place. Just, just absolutely crazy. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It was, what amused me slightly is that he went to a talk for, well, he was doing a talk at the, for the CBI, um, in South Shields, which is just kind of, um, north, uh, sorry, south of the River Tyne, Newcastle Gateshead kind of area. And do you know what he said? Do you know what he said where he'd been the day before? Trying to promote northern businesses and talking about his levelling up agenda. Uh, yeah, I've got this actually. He said, um, hold a minute. Damn it. I'm terrible, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. What did he say? He said, I've been to Pepper Pig World. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> well done, Jimbo. I, I forgive you. Um, <laughs> said, I've been to Pe- Pepper Pig World, uh, which is approximately about 350 miles away from where he was. Uh, in Southampton, um, and I think maybe not the best example to use. Uh, he also did an impression of a car, right? Okay, yeah. Um, which I mean, was he, it an electric no one? Uh, well, no, he, he did a, an impression of a petrol car. Oh, so absolutely no dedication to, uh, to, or you know, he's only just got back from the COP26 conference, and what is he doing? He's not trying to do an impression of an electric car, is he? You know, promote the, uh, the, you know, all the best for the environment. What's he doing? He's doing impressions of gas. Petrol, diesel cars, not good. Well, it's, it doesn't really know what electric car sounds like, so he yeah. by private jet, I think, doesn't he? True. One of the problems. So, yeah, it wasn't his finest hour, as I say. Was it on purpose? Was it all part of an act? No one uh, no one really knows, I suppose. But what else has been going on, Jimba? Yeah, um, I mean, speaking of, you know, politicians, um, I think it's, it's worth mentioning. Uh, great things happened. Sweden have appointed their first women, woman prime minister. Oh, fantastic! How's she getting on? Well, she's quit on day one. Um, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Um, unusually, I mean, it's a great thing that 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 you know happened, but unfortunately, she's what, had she's had to no not that that she got the job originally, but sadly, she's had to resign on day one because a bit. You remember that when we had a coalition back in twenty two thousand nine, was it? Uh, twenty ten. Yeah, yeah twenty ten, twenty nine, yeah. that sort of time. Uh, yeah. well. Yeah, well, the the coalition partner quit, um, apparently disagreeing with some sort of budget thing. But apparently, part of their sort of rules are that if you're in a coalition and the other one quits, that you got to stand down as well. So that happened on day one, and so she had to, yeah, she had to, she had to call it quits. And uh, yeah, and but she said she's hoping that she'll be able to get back in power. She wants to go back for it and try and get back in power as the. As just the, this, you know, as a, as a sole leader in sort of in sort of like you know one party um, mm-hmm. leader sort of thing, um, but yeah. So well, I thought that was strange. How you know, it, I mean, that must be a record being a prime minister for one day. Although I suppose in some countries there might have been people doing it for a few hours. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, we never had that situation in uh, the UK during the coalition government because uh, Nick Clegg didn't pull out, did he? Um, remained <laughs> docked in with David Cameron throughout. Uh, I don't know. There must be some. I think there must be someone who's been prime minister for a short period of time. I'd be intrigued as to what the shortest span of a UK prime minister is. I'm going to try and Google that in a moment. What, what would you think it would be? Probably weeks, months. I think there was a US president who was president for about four weeks, wasn't there? Didn't he? 
catch new. I think we had this question once, didn't he catch pneumonia? Yeah, at his own inauguration. Yeah, and therefore passed away shortly afterwards. Mm. For a UK prime minister, I think we must have had one who's probably been a couple of months, probably. Maybe. But yeah, certainly one one day. Has there been football players who signed for a team for one day and then left and gone somewhere else? So I'm sure I remember hearing that before. Possibly, yeah. Um, I mean, staying on the sort of politics uh, and so on, uh, Dominic Rab. Uh, Rob, Dominic Rob, I've said it right, wrong, wrong, right, whatever I said it. Um, he, he, he was on a BBC. I think it might have been today, maybe this morning, and uh, someone mentioned it in the in the group chat that I'm in uh, with with some of the lads. And I've just had to double. I didn't want to mention it until I double checked. Somebody else has said the same thing. So apparently, in a BBC interview, uh, <laughs> obviously there's there's going to be context to this that uh, we probably don't know about. But apparently, he said. I'm just a sucker for young kids, <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a bit of an unusual thing to say, isn't it? From a uh, you know, from an from an MP and a, well, a cabinet minister as well. Um, so yeah, it's a prime minister. Well, isn't exactly, it? yeah. So, but I, I think I think he probably you know hadn't really thought about that. A bit like the time that uh, Rishi Sunak was talking about being addicted to being coke. Um, yeah, yeah. In front of those kids, um, obviously we're talking about Coca Cola, but anyway. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I mean, you know, you, you've 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 been you know traveling a lot, haven't you? Up and down the country, down to Oxford, and you know, I've been thinking about uh, you know maybe getting some sort of uh, you know deal over Christmas, maybe to go down to London and get like a you know go, and go up the Shard and all those kind of things, see the sights and all that. Um, just a, a you know pain into how long it takes sort of to travel up and down the country uh, and so on. But you know, I'm, I'm obviously looking forward to the rail links and everything going forward. So um, I speak too. Yeah, high speed two HS two rail. Uh, so it can't be too long before that's ready, can it? Really? Yeah, probably on about another fifteen years if we if it mm. actually turns up. Um, mm. It's not going to go to Leeds. Oh, is it not? Going to be not going to Leeds. Yeah, no. There's I gonna thought be no the whole Leeds idea the of this train was to sort of connect the north to the to the south. Uh, it's certainly connecting the south to the Midlands. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. And, and to slightly more desirable parts of the north, but the Leeds leg of it is being scrapped. Something's still going towards Sheffield, but I can't quite work out exactly what they're trying to do. We're going to get those. We're getting the pacer trains on that on that line again. Getting them back. They're, yeah. get, they're coming back, aren't they? <laughs> get a double decker of instead to try and make it a bit more impressive. Um, so yeah, it's we've not quite got what we were promised originally. Um, that joke that I told about, you know, the great bit about HS2 is that you can leave Birmingham in three different directions at 120 mile an hour. Doesn't apply anymore. It's only the two directions. It's not going to Manchester or London. Um, they're going to try and improve the connectivity within the north so not so much kind of north to south as it is more kind of east to west and they're going to create better rail links between sort of some of the bigger cities in the north i was intrigued that it basically said to get to not from nottingham to birmingham currently takes about 80 minutes okay and and it's the same i think from for manchester to birmingham they both take a really long time for something that shouldn't take too long basically but then when you look at it the reason it takes so long is because it just stops everywhere. So if you want to go from Nottingham to Birmingham, you have to stop at these places like Beeston and possibly Market Harbour and all these places. And I don't know if by getting it to go faster, what they're going to do is just not get it to stop at the various yeah. places. Which or surely or, isn't or stop really job. quickly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it certainly has to go at a certain pace. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't only get people on and off at a certain time. Um, so I don't quite know how that plan is going to work. Um, but obviously, it's bad news that it's not going to go to Leeds anymore um, because the directors of Yorkshire Cricket Club were keen to try and leave the county as fast as possible, by the sounds of it. Or not leave, potentially, as a fair few of them are still sticking the heels in and digging through there. 
Um, and that's sort of a, a, a comment about the former Yorkshire player, Azim Rafiq, who gave evidence to the Common Select Committee about his time at Yorkshire um, and uh, made for very, very sad, sad listening. Uh, someone then went on his Facebook and found out that Azim Rafiq himself had made uh, derogatory comments about Jewish people um, a number of years ago, probably about 10 years or so ago. And uh, some people seem to think that, uh, well, it doesn't matter if he's been racially abused and if he's been racist himself. I mean, apparently, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Jim Bell, but you can be both racially abused and racist yourself. You can. Um, you it's know? true. Yeah, you can. Um, and for the best of my knowledge, two wrongs don't make a right, do they? No. Um, so say so it's not a not a very nice situation. Uh, it just sounds. I, I was saying to you before, weren't it? it just sounds like the the whole environment's uh, quite toxic in it. Um, so you know, the, the pointing the fingers and stuff. All yeah, fair enough. Mm. But it, actually, the whole uh, the whole sort of culture there needs to be addressed, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a really really strong drinking culture. What's your Jamestown beer like, anyway, Jimbo? It's nice, actually. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, anyway, the white's okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and, and that's kind of part of the culture that seems to uh, seems to be running through cricket. Um, I'm not sure if I quite regret actually wearing this shirt, which is a cricket. Well, it's a cricket World Cup 2019 shirt, taking us back to happier times when England were world champions um, in the one-day format, which they still are, obviously, until the uh, sort of the next World Cup. Um, but at the same time, the England and Wales cricket board, I'm not sure they're really covering themselves in glory as well. Um, you know, there's. It's, there's been sort of a few things in the past. I mean, there was a sign outside Yorkshire talking about racism and saying, you know, if you hear it, report it and sort it and all this sort of stuff. Um, but that been too funny about it. It sounds like a Zebra Fink did report it and everyone just ignored him. So, um, so the ECB seemed to be sort of saying that, you know, Yorkshire aren't doing a very good job on this. I think, well, you could have investigated it yourself if you wanted to. And you're aware that Rafiq made the comments last July, August time. And you don't particularly appear to have done much in that sort of fifteen months yourself. Uh, there's also been other cricketers who've given interviews and reviews, uh, interviews, and said that they didn't like the way in which they'd been treated, um, and they believe it was based on their race. And the England and Wales Cricket Board appear to have done very, very little subsequent to that. Um, which, as I say, it's a game that should be very inclusive, and it's a game that should be accessible and played by everyone, and everyone should be treated fairly. The same in any other sport that you play. So it's not a very good situation at the moment. Um, however, it could be worse. Uh, we could be Australian. And yes. I don't know if you know, but their captain, Tim Payne, uh, has resigned. Do you know who Tim Payne is? Yeah, uh, I do know, because you told me. Yeah. <laughs> is he the ball-tampering bloke? Uh, well, it's funny you should mention that, actually. Um, kind of. Um, he was, he'd been recalled to the Australian squad a few years ago. And during a test match in South Africa in, I think, 2019, um, a senior player was caught, well, a player was caught tampering the ball. We had an episode so We had an episode called No, We Didn't Tamper With Our Balls during this episode, which is one of our most popular episodes. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, yeah, so people wanted to then. watch us not tampering with his balls, is what I was saying. People thought, we're going to watch this episode because I know for a fact, because they've labelled it, that they won't be tampering with the balls while the episode's on. Well, that means people listening to this one will be hoping that there isn't any relation to Christmas, given <laughs> the title of the episode. But yeah, so there's some senior players in the Australian team um, who'd been involved in tampering the ball. So mid-test match, the captain was sacked and Tim Payne 
captain of the team for the rest of the test match and then was made permanent captain of Australia. Um, what people, I think, by sounds were unaware of is shortly before this um, happened, or kind of within a year, a year before this happened, on his recall to a test match team, he'd been messaging um, a female colleague and on the morning of his first test match, he took a picture of, he took a dick pic, uh, is what I think is a technical term for it, and sent it on to his female colleague um, just before going out and playing his first test match in about seven or eight years. Um, and as a result of that and the disciplinary hearing that he had uh, and the fact it was going to be made public knowledge in Australia, he decided to um, fall on his own sword um, as opposed to taking a picture <laughs> of it and sending it to a female colleague. Um, but I just think to lose one Australian cricket captain to a ball tampering incident that was caught on camera <laughs> would be unlucky. Uh, but to lose two, unfortunately, <laughs> is very careless. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think you're right. It, it was involved in ball tampering somewhere along the lines. There's, um, there's been a lot of talk, haven't there, as well, about MPs having second jobs. Um, and I've seen you've, you've wrote down that uh, one of one of them's working as, as a referee for the second job. Uh, yeah, football referee. Um and he had not declared it. Um, fortunately, it came out and people were, were aware that it was a referee um, after it was reported by a whistleblower. <laughs> um, so Very good. That, he, he referees at quite a... I can't remember what his name is, uh, but he referees at quite a high standard in Scots, Scottish mm. Premier League. It might be Scottish Premier League, Scottish First Division or something like that. And he was a referee before he was a member of Parliament there. And I, see, and I remember at the time... I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, did, but... Did it, was it the but, case that uh, someone, you know, was like, hold on a minute, you've got a second job. You, you're you a football referee. Went, hold on a minute, let's check. VAR, yeah. VAR, let's <laughs> check. <laughs> I, I can see him walking into the House of Commons yesterday. Yep, definitely a member of Parliament. <laughs> but I'm just thinking that, does anyone care about the fact that this bloke is a football referee? A job where specifically you're meant to be impartial. Yeah. And he was a referee before... Yeah. It was a member of parliament, and it's not as though it's stupidly time-consuming. Yeah, um, I think I think the waters they've, they've been muddied a little bit, aren't they? I don't think people have got issues with MPs having second jobs because they tend to have jobs before, and that's how they get into do what they're doing. And a lot of MPs have got jobs that are actually uh, helping the community and the public, which is yeah. is what an MP, the public servants, aren't they? It's what they're supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. It's the MPs that are having second jobs and are operating that job for quite large financial gains um, and also, you know, using that sort of power that they've got as an MP to, um, well, obviously to, to award a certain amount of money to various places yeah. they shouldn't be going and all those kind of things. It's, it's the sort of, yeah, it's, it's the fact that they've got, they've got these benefits, isn't it, and uh, hmm. the, the position yeah. they're in. Yeah, it's, it's how they're using these second jobs in many cases. Yeah, and I think the fact that someone's a referee wouldn't be uh, particularly, particularly. Probably not being an MP and being an MP and a referee. I mean, how many times are you going to be shouted at? You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly that. I, I you surprised. don't know what just... you're doing, but which which job? Which, which job? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's say he's a referee and a Tory politician. I mean, just think how many times he's been called a wanker. I mean, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so there we go. Um, and actually, so I don't know if you've got much more to add at all, Jimbo. The only other thing I was going to mention um, was Adele has released her new album. Oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah, it's called Thirty, I think. Right, so okay. It's now thirty-three. Yeah, 
But I think it's called 30 because she was 30 when she wrote. I mean, that might take a th- it always, always takes us three years to re- uh, release the album by the sounds of it because mm. I'm sure 19 was released when she was 21 or something like that. Uh, but it did amuse me slightly, getting back to football again, that um, she released a video where she was singing about Tottenham Hotspur. And she said, glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> I mean, she's got a strong Cockney accent, aren't she, in general, when you, when you watch her on telly. She went, glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. Come on, you Spurs. I just sort of think that if she's a Spurs fan, then that maybe explains why the majority of the songs that she's got involve her like crying <laughs> and being upset and being depressed about things. That's it. With her current form. Exactly. Anyway, that's been good, that. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on, Jimbo. Here we go. Uh, oh, you know, we mentioned <laughs> we mentioned about Christmas earlier and it being too early. Well, it's that time of year the Christmas advert's kicking, isn't it, Fisher? It is, yeah. So I've had a, I've got a little, uh, well, it's more of a community Christmas advert, this one, from a little area just outside of Derbyshire um, that you've probably not heard of. But uh, anyway, here we go. Join us in Little Thrush for our annual Christmas light switch on. Little Thrush, based just outside of Derbyshire, is a little-known but upcoming town and shopping destination. We've got one Greg's, a wool shop, a cobbler's and a chip shop, although Greg's closed down now. This year's Christmas illuminations are going to be better than ever. Mainly because we only got electricity this year. This year, we're even having live music. Ed Sheeran, Adele, Craig David, Kasabian are just some of the artists that DJ and jam maker Dave Watkins will be playing as loud as he can on his hi-fi system. We'll also have the Chemical Brothers. Yes, Derbyshire's finest providers of portaloos and chemical toilets will be providing clean and comfortable event WCs and the local paper will be there too, double quilted for a soft wipe. Fanny Rogers, who runs a local chicken coop, is running a drawing competition for kids and the selected winner will have the privilege of pressing the button to switch on the Christmas lights. Simply draw your best hen, chicken or cock and pop it in Fanny's letterbox. Here in Little Thrush, we're itching to meet you at our light switch on event. See you all next week. Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I've got obviously my own pub shed and stuff, and I'm going to be the plan is to you know get it all trimmed up, get the decorations up, and everything for sure. And uh, I'm obviously wanting somebody you know well known, uh, yeah. someone who you know does a bit of broadcasting and stuff to come in there, turn yeah. on the old Christmas lights, for me. So yeah. I don't know if you could have a word with Richard Osman or Alexander Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jimbo, I've got the perfect person. George John. <laughs> George John. We'll get him to do yeah. the lights. That's a good idea. Uh, right. So, anyway. Um, yeah. Time for... A, a qu- we've got a quiz for you, Fisher. I forgot what we're doing then. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I can't remember why I got this idea. But I'd kind of been thinking about doing something to do with tribute bands and tribute acts. Um, because there's quite a lot of them, in there? And I, I can't remember where the idea came from. It might have been from something else, but anyway. So I thought I'd do a bit of a quiz for you based on tribute bands and tribute acts, okay? Uh, some yeah. of them are a bit open-ended, so I want to see how creative your mind can be and uh, thinking up the possible names for these tribute bands and stuff like that, okay? Uh, okay, yeah. We've got uh, a lot of them are multiple choice still, but we've got like 12 questions and then a bit of a bonus round at the end, okay? So this is all based on tribute acts, okay? Your first question yep. then, a tribute band whose name comes from a former Secretary of State for Work and Pensions, can you think what the name of the tribute band would be? Um, ooh, former Secretary of State for Work and Pensions. So, recent ones we've had are Ian Duncan Smith, 
Um, although, could that be a, a, a tribute band for the Smiths? Called Ian Duncan Smith? Well done. <laughs> really? Yes, there is a tribute band called the Ian Duncan Smiths. Uh... Oh, dear. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, they one of them had a career debilitating yeah. injury, but was told he had to carry on performing anyway. Is that, is that what happened? <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, next then. Um, so, a Scottish band who pay tribute to a Los Angeles rock band who had hits with songs such as Under the Bridge, Californication, and Plenty well, of Others as well. That's going to that's be the Red Hot Chili Peppers, isn't it? Is, is the actual band. Yeah. So, uh, what what could the Scottish Cl- version of those be yeah. called? Clues are in the question, yeah. The Red... red the Scorching... The Scotching Hot Chili Peppers? No. Is it, is it some kind of Scots and Scotch? Think about... Uh, Scottish music. Um, bagpipes. Close. Think Bag- about it. Think uh, it. Read, read um, the band name back to yourself. What's the main band name called? Red Hot Chili. Red Hot Chili Pipers. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so and they actually oh, do yeah. play with the the pipes as well. They do the sort of bagpipes <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Um, next then, an all female tribute band to Led Zeppelin is called. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no Led Zeppelin. No. Um, Led Zeppelin. There's a. There's a. <clears throat> it's all female. Yeah, I'm familiar with that concept. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a slight reference to. Um, Is there a reference to the singers Robert Plant and Jimmy Page? No. There's there's a there's a there's a reference in there to. Uh, sexual orientation. Whether that is their sexual orientation or not, I'm not sure, but that might help you guess the name of the band. Uh, is it? So is it going to be Lesbian Zeppelin or something along those lines? Oh, I'll give it yeah. Les. Les Zeppelin. <laughs> Number four, so this is a bit different, this question. This is a, about just a, a, a sort of interesting question for you. Tina Turner, I don't know if you've seen this, is currently in the process of taking a tribute act to court because what... A, she claims the tribute act is better looking than her and is ruining her image. Or B, she claims the tribute act looks too much like her and fans could mistakenly think it was actually Tina Turner and not a tribute act. Yeah, I think she's complained, actually, that the tribute act was too good looking uh, and the person's defence said that they were simply the best. Hey! (laughs) I do apologise if you were going to do that same joke. Um... (laughs) I've, well, I've I mean, heard, you know, this tribute act has gone to all lengths to, uh, you know, to, to make sure she puts on a good show. It's not just her, um, but, you know, she's got, a, a you know, a, a troupe, you know, of, of, of private dancers as well with her. So, well, probably not as good, <laughs> anyway. Um, no, very good. Um, I, well, I've not heard this, so I, I, I don't know. I don't really know why you would complain that surely people would be aware that it wasn't Tina Turner. And I mean, how old's Tina Turner nowadays? Probably. Older than Richard Osman, probably. Older than Richard Osman, yeah. Probably 70s, Late I reckon. 70s. Have you heard the podcast, by the way, that Richard Osman's got called The Birthday Game, where he basically. Guesses it, people's it was, age. Yeah, guesses people's age. Um, and you have to try and. You get one point if you get it right. So you get one point if you get within a year inside, three points if you get bang on. You've got to try and guess how old people are. Quite a decent little podcast to listen to every now and again, but obviously. It gets out of date, obviously, quite quickly. And if you listen to it two years later, then it kind of gets a bit mm. knocked out and a bit skewed with. Um, Good idea. Very so simple I... idea for a podcast, isn't it? Yeah. So 
I um, ended up getting his own program on Radio 4 as well. Mm. Um, so I think that, uh, I think she might complain. It looks too similar to her and people might think it was her. Well done. Got more rights though, thank you. Um, so th- this apparently is quite a worrying thing because if, if, if she wins this, it could cause quite a lot of trouble going forward for other tribute acts, you know. Um, sure, sure, for lookalikes as well. I mean, they have celebrity lookalikes, don't mm, you? And yeah. to look like. So it could cause some quite, quite a fair bit of havoc, really. Uh, next then, which of these is a real tribute act? A, Elvis-fronted Nirvana, or B, Robbie Will-I-Am's? <laughs> right, so Elvis-fronted Nirvana, is that basically a Nirvana tribute act with Elvis? At the, well, someone pretending to be Elvis there and presumably does both Nirvana and Elvis-related things. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, and Robbie Will-I-Am's. It's presumably some kind of mashup between Robbie Williams and Will I Am and the Black Eyed Peas. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So neither of neither of those two musical combinations appear to have got that much of a synergy, really. But nonetheless, I think modern for modern people, Robbie Will I Am's might sort of work. No, Elvis fronted Nirvana's a real one. I made Robbie Will I Am's up, which I think is pretty good. So yeah, well done. Um, if there's, you, a, there's an opportunity there for us. Uh, for us, yeah. I think. Which one would you do? Uh, given the controversy that's been going on certain recently, uh, <laughs> I would go for Robbie Williams. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we you know we we we, you, you, we can just dress like him, can't we? Yeah. Are we allowed to do that? Um, You're gonna have to dress, aren't you? I think that's a good. Yeah, there's a gap. So. Or even if there's two struggling tribute acts out there, you know, there's a, must be a lot of Robbie Williams tribute acts. There must be, you know, and a lot. Well, probably not a lot of Will I Am tribute acts, but <laughs> those two, if they're struggling, they could join forces, and then you can get you get two tribute acts for the price of one, and they could both chip in on each yeah. other's songs. It could be duets and stuff. So I'm mm. just coming up with ideas here to help people out. Um, could be an idea going forward. Yeah, see if we market it. See, see, see what interest there will be. Mm. Uh, number six, then. In 2019, an Elvis impersonator in Bradford was fined nine thousand pounds for what? A after being heckled, throw, uh, he threw his microphone stand through a pub window, causing damage and injury. Or uh, <laughs> I put C, but B, repeatedly, repeatedly singing too loud while performing live online to fans in the US, resulting in lots of complaints to neighbours from his neighbours. Sorry. Um, okay. Well, you can understand he get fined for causing criminal damage. Although smashing a window in a pub, I mean, what kind of window was it that cost nine thousand pounds to replace? Uh, there was also a, a damage and injury. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, did he get, it gets sent to prison and he could have mm. done another round of jailhouse rock or whatever. Exactly, <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently it wasn't just his he, microphone he threw out, he also threw out his blue suede shoe. Hey, I, I was in a quiz recently, uh, well not recently, but yeah, earlier on this year, and the question was, um, how did Elvis refer to his manhood? And apparently he called him Little Elvis. But guess what we put down as the answer? Big Elvis. No, we put down jailhouse cock. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, yeah. got us no points, disappointingly. Um, I think he, I don't think singing too loud, well, I suppose if he does it continuously, that would people from America be that bothered about going online to hear an uh, English bloke singing Elvis song? So I'm going to say he put his microphone, chucks his microphone, stand through a window and caused damage and injury. Yep. Uh 
yeah, it's true. He was uh, at home. He performed online. And this is, this is before the pandemic as well, so it's not even like a thing on, you know. But he performed online to US fans and it resulted in a lot of complaints from his neighbours. Uh, but apparently he was very shook up about the incident. Uh, right. So there you go. Which of these is a real tribute act? Okay. Amy Housewine or B, U22? <laughs> oh, so is, is U22 sort of a, another mashup between U2 and Desmond Tutu? <laughs> no, it's U22. Two. Two. Um, wasn't there a wasn't there a lady who won a Nobel Prize for chemistry years ago called 2UU? You remember her? And people were joking that she would be very difficult to sing Happy Birthday to. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Amy Amy Winehouse. Amy it? House Wine. House Wine. Why why do they call it Amy Winehouse? Uh, oh yeah, sorry, her name's Amy Winehouse, obviously. House wine, the house wine. Glass of the house, house wine. wine, yeah. Um or you two too. I I think it I'm gonna go Amy House Wine. Actually, I got something to confess there. You couldn't have got that wrong, uh, because both are. I, I I made you two two up, and I thought I best check, and it turns out they're all also a U <laughs> two tribute band. U two, one of the most popular tribute bands, you know. Um, which should obviously be I mean, Obviously, Elvis is going to be up there, but uh, he's one of the one of the most popular ones, which is quite surprising. Well, been going a while, haven't they? Mm. Do, do the people in U two two wear tutus or not? You think they would? Um, but. Next, then, which of these is a real tribute act? Is it A? Madonna, sung by Maradona, or B, Star Wars parody band covering Aerosmith songs? Um, Madonna covered by Maradona. <laughs> <sighs> obviously not the real Maradona. Uh, well, obviously not, no. Um, but, but... There was actually some... Um, it, when Maradona died, there were a lot of people, weren't there, on Twitter who mistakenly were, were tweeting so... tributes to actual Madonna. Yeah, that probably sounds about right for people on, on Twitter in general. Um, did, was Don't Cry For Me Argentina one of Madonna's songs? Yeah. 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 It'd be a good one for Maradona, wouldn't it? Yeah, Maradona. Um, covering Madonna. Yeah, yeah, good one to cover. I think Star Wars Tribute to Aerosmith. No, I think Madonna covered by Maradona. Think so? Yeah. And again, another fantastic idea. How many people do you think would pay to see someone dressed up as Maradona with the old, you know, Argentina shirt on? Um, yeah. You know, fair, you know, can, can be a fairly chubby bloke and do that and all, can't you? Get a bit of a wig on and all that, like classic Maradona. How many people would pay to see him singing Madonna songs? Yeah, I'd be up for that. And, and, again, the, and add the cone and add, add the cone boobs in as well. Yeah, well, I think. Yeah, Maradona had a massive pair of boobs didn't he, at times <laughs> later on in his career, but I think they were natural, unfortunately. There's some ideas um, just to take forward, I think. Yeah, I think certainly we've got a few future um, introduction songs, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. So you have to sing Madonna in the style of Maradona next episode. <laughs> actually, talking about next episode, well, I was listening to this, we'd actually agreed that we were going to be together, hadn't oh, we? Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, right, we'll let it happen. Maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time. We need. We, we can come for the Christmas lights switch on. Uh, yeah. Number nine, then in 2018, Paolo Nettini tribute act Paolo Martini appeared in court for what? A. Signing copies of Paolo Nettini's records and charging for appearances, pretending to be the actual Paolo Nettini, or B. Drug dealing after over four hundred thousand pounds of drugs were allegedly found in his home. 
Hmm. I mean, we don't hear much of power on the team nowadays anyway, so we're sure it wasn't the real one <laughs> that no one, no one knows what it looks like. I don't know, I don't know what he's doing, actually. Is he, is he still recording music? Or... I think he's still going. Yeah. I thought some of his stuff was quite uh, quite all right, actually. Yeah. Um, could, he have, could he have been a, a drug dealer? I mean, could be. I mean, you get him in various places. I think I, I in fact, you know, last time I went and used a, uh, you know, when it went to a pub, and last time I actually used one of those jukeboxes, um, you know, those sort of interactive jukeboxes that you have in pubs that you used to have at the Belvedere and yeah. stuff like that, where we used to go. Hmm. I think last time I, I went in, I, I chose a, a Paolo Natini song in my last request. In the race now, some musical artists, you've only really got one song because that's the only joke you can make about them. <laughs> hey, he had a song called New Shoes as well. New Shoes, yeah. That was good. Jenny, don't be hasty, was that one of his Yeah, song? exactly, there you go. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Hey, this is good practice for when playing pointless, isn't it? Yeah. When we pick now I've met Alexander Armstrong. Um, so I think uh, what were the options again? Sorry, the uh, yeah, oh, he... it was drug drug dealer. Oh, it was it was charging people to sign stuff, claiming was him when he wasn't him. Yeah, I think he might have been a drug dealer. Well done. <laughs> not, not applauding drug dealing, obviously, but uh, mm. applauding the fact you got the answer right. What do you think? This is one for you, Fisher. Uh, what do you think Coldplay's most successful tribute band is called? Um. Mm. Well, they used to be called Starfish. Or at one point, they toyed with using the name Starfish. I don't know if it might. The tribute band might call themselves Starfish. Um, failing that, I think there's one band called Cold Place. Well done. Spot on. Thought I chucked that one in there for you, like being a big Coldplay fan yeah. and all that. So, what happened to a Liam Gallagher tribute act when he went to watch Noel Gallagher appear on the Saturday Night Show, which is on Ireland's uh, RTE channel, which is like Ireland's version of uh, BBC yeah, sort of yeah. thing? Uh, yeah. A, he got drunk and was thrown out setting, after setting off the fire alarms, having a cigarette in the toilet. He then tried to scale the wall to get back in, but was caught by security guards and then arrested. Or B, a young TV runner saw him and assumed Liam Gallagher was also going to be on the show. So took him into the green room and prepared him for his TV appearance. When Noel Gallagher arrived, he informed the TV crew that it was not actually his brother. Uh, was this recent? Well, they've fallen out of these, haven't they? So was this recently, do you know? Or? Uh, it doesn't say, but he wasn't supposed to be on the show anyway. It was supposed to be going... It, right. I think the whole thing was a young a young TV runner who didn't really know. Right. Yeah. Um... Yeah, good point. So, uh, well, what could it be? I mean, the the first one, the behaviour displayed is so stupid that it could be Liam Gallagher himself. <laughs> he's taking the he's taking the the art of being a tribute act a little bit too far on that front. So, I think that someone could have spotted him, thought he was meant to be on the show, and took him backstage into the green room. And Liam Gallagher probably said, "Yeah, that's fine. I'll go in there as well, like you know." Wrong. Yeah. It, it was the fact that he was acting pretty much just exactly like Liam Gallagher. Um, yeah. Anyway, in 2012, Meatloaf launched a lawsuit against a tribute act, a Lancashire-based tribute act, claiming that he was a cyber squatter and an online imposter using registered domain names to make money out of the singer's stage name. So he had things like meatloaf.org. Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah. was one of this tribute act's defences? A... It's either one of one of these. A, that he was actually selling meatloaf and it was nothing to do with the meatloaf singer. Or B, that he doesn't perform as meatloaf anymore because he lost 11 stone and now looks unconvincing <laughs> as a meatloaf tribute act. Um, yeah, both very plausible. Uh, he could sell meatloaf. It could be... Um, I don't know. I think he, 
put up a number of defences as to why he'd done it and put out three defences. I think um, one of them wasn't very good, but the judge said two out of three eight pass. <laughs> um, uh, I th- could he have lost could he have lost his sufficient amount of weight and therefore stopped being a, but even then why would you have the website if you weren't still performing as him because he'd had the website for a long time but he was claiming that he wasn't making money off it mm. but yeah you're too fat for me to make money out of yeah could be a defence I'm going to say that that he lost a lot of weight and therefore wasn't able to perform as a meat meat loaf to beat that yep uh he defended himself saying that he, he, do, he, he doesn't just do meatloaf anymore. In fact, meatloaf's the one he doesn't do anymore because he's lost all this weight. But yeah, a long time ago when he started doing that, he'd got the rights to certain domains and that upset meatloaf mm-hmm. and so on. So there you go. Uh, so last question. This is your bonus sort of question, really. Um, so I want you to just listen to these tribute bands. I'll read them through and then just tell me which two of uh, which three of them you think I've made up. Is that right? So three of these... Yeah. Are made up. Okay. First of all, then Elton Jeff, Lady Barbar, Shirley Bassey, Non Jove, Eddie Mercury, Take Fat, Fake That, Rolling Clones, Antarctic Monkeys, Earth Wind for Hire, oh. Simply Ginger, and Vag Halen. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, three of those do you think are fake? I've, I've I've heard I've heard jokes about bands being called Earth Wind and for Hire. So I think that might be. I think that might be a bit of an urban myth, Earth, Wind and Fire. I think the Antarctic monkeys sound reasonable. Fake that, surely are true. Take Fat, would you say, was one of them. I think they're probably true. Eddie Mercury, again, that sounds plausible. Um, three that we need. So I think Earth, Wind and Fire are made up. There's also Non Jovi, Shirley Bassey, no, Lady Barbar, yeah. Elton Jeff, Van Halen, I think Non Jovi is Simple real. Ginger, Rolling Clones. Lady Barbar, I think you might have made Lady Barbar up. So you're locking in Lady Barbar, Earth Wind for Hire. Earth Wind for Hire. Go on, do you want to run through the whole list again, please? Elton Jeff, Lady Barbar, Shirley Bassey, Non Jove, Eddie Mercury, Take Fat, Fake That, Rolling Clones, Antarctic Monkeys, Earth Wind for Hire, Simply Ginger, and Vag Halen. I want to say Vag Halen, but. <laughs> you think I'd have made that up? Well, someone's made it up, so we're all glad. <laughs> it sounds like you could have made it up. Rolling clowns. And the, I mean, the, the question is, which, which one of these are fake? Technically, they're all yeah. fake. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, it makes it slightly confusing. Yeah, someone, yeah, someone has made the name. What's another lines? Rolling. Cl- I think the rolling. I think you might have made the rolling clowns up. Okay, so uh, did you get any of them right? None of them right. So out of all of those, Lady Barbar was made up. Eddie Mercury. I said, I, said, I said Lady Barbar. Oh, did you? Fair enough. You got one yeah. right then. Eddie Mercury was made up, and Simply really? Ginger was made up. Yeah. So Vag Halen, yeah. Earth Wind for Hire. That was right. All the others. Yep. There you go. No. Elton Jeff, my personal favourite out of all those. But anyway, that was a, a bit on tribute acts. I think I probably yeah. do something else with them in future at some stage. But certainly some good ideas to come out of that. Something to yeah. think about. I could make Elton some money. Jeff. I might just get you know half decent. At, try and try and get a bit better at singing. Obviously. I've, you know, got a bit of work to do. Uh, yeah. Get myself an Argentina kit. Um, lose a bit of weight. And I'll... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't put yourself down, Jim. Um, you got the, you got, you're the right height for it. Yeah, get exactly. Get sl- slightly curlier hair. Mm. Um, <laughs> get slightly better at football. Yeah. Just in case oh, yeah, I can do kick-ups at the same time. Yeah. And I can bounce a ball on my head for a trick. I could do this. 
I, I don't think I've never been able to do balance the ball in backhand. You know, kick it up and land it on the back of your neck as well. Mm. Could never do that. I'm, I've done that once. That took a long. I've done it once, and I've once. Yeah. I've once only once as well. Balanced the ball on my foot, flicked it up, and then caught it on my like my, not my back of my neck, but my actual head, and yeah. like carried on. But that, that's I've only ever done that once. So, yeah. but anyway, I could. This is this is an idea. Just see if I can actually get any bookings. Imagine. It could be a promotional thing we do on the website and see where yeah. we get to. We'll try. Let's try it. See where we get. To, see what happens. But th- then you'll have to help me come and set up and. <laughs> <laughs> kick the football at you be a sound man set the microphone stands up right brilliant cool let's move on well thank you everybody for listening watching sharing uh, listening on the old podcast on your devices in your car in your shopping wherever you're doing whatever you're wearing wherever you're going whatever you're wearing um Hopefully not anything as bad as uh, Fisher's moustache. Um, but anyway, uh, thanks, Fisher. And we will very much, try and broadcast together in a future episode. Maybe yeah. it could be the big launch of uh, Maradona Does Madonna. Yeah. Um, Madonna sings For now, for now we'll look forward Madonna. to seeing you in episode 107. Are you going to watch I Must Let Me Get Me Out of Here? Is that on now? Uh, no, I, I did watch it last year, but I've kind of not, not, I've, I've not started it this year. So no. maybe I'll give it a go. Anyway. Yeah. Can't say I'm, can't say I'm that bothered about anything. Is it Slim Wales? Yet. Slim Wales, yeah. Um, Richard Magley's on it. All right. Um, just I think it just gives him a chance to get rid of get away from Judy for three weeks or so. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's on it. There's not really many other people I've heard of. Dame Arlene Phillips, who I didn't even realise was a dame. Um, yeah, that's about it. Oh, actually, I missed a joke about um, doing a joke about Craig Overlord, didn't I? No, oh, go on then. Yeah, it wasn't on Strictly Come Dancing this week because uh, he caught COVID. Now, obviously, we're talking about a very nasty, unpleasant disease that's um, put so much misery into people's lives. And he's caught COVID and therefore can't <laughs> certainly on strictly come dancing. Weirdly, I was what, what was I, what was I looking at the other day? I, I was looking at something and it said that Craig Hevel, Revel Horwood was in it. And I can't remember what I was looking at. Some sort of, I don't know if it was a show or something that was on somewhere. Is he on uh, something? He just pantomime, doesn't he, I think? Hmm. Yeah, I think he's a keen panto. Um... It was on the Masked Dancer. If you watched that earlier on this year, mm. um, I can't really think he's on many other television programs. To be honest, trying to, I'm, I remember reading something the other day and thinking, "Oh, he's on there." Anyway, mm. uh, I'll I'll might remember for next time. But anyway, for now, thank you very yeah. much for listening, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you again soon. Yep, yeah, thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs>